Good evening to you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. You know what I'm doing. I hope that you're doing it. I'm rejoicing. We are rejoicing and we're glad about it. Good to see each of you on tonight. I praise God for your presence and for your prayers. And let me see who's already in the building or in the in the in the room tonight. Uh, Sister Heard, Diane Snow, God bless you. Anita Shaw, God bless you. I see that you're here. Pamela Adams, Clara Roberts, Florence Anderson, God bless you all. Uh, Sister Ellis, Sister Stewart, Sister Littleton, God bless you. Good to see each of you. Uh, Sister Paula, amen. Good to have you in. Sister Lauriston Johnson, God bless you. Uh, one of our superintendents, Sunday school superintendents. So Y'all, the Sunday school is really doing a phenomenal, phenomenal job. And I thank God for you all just really pressing into and leaning uh, into the space of, of virtual uh, Christian education. Sister Aggie Duvall, amen. Sister Terry Irvin, Marilyn Woods, uh, Sister Evans, Sister Epps, amen. Sister Tally, Janet Tally, Johnny Carey, all the way from Danville, Illinois. God bless you, Sister Carey. I hope you all are doing well. Has the weather changed up there yet? Um, uh, you, you know, we're down here and it, 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 it's, it's real late when it changes. It may be December before it ever gets a little cool this way. Sister Coleman, God bless you. Sister Roselle, God bless you. Good to have everybody on on tonight. What what a wonderful day it is. And we thank God that uh, he has spared us yet again and given us another opportunity to gather in this way and in this format. I praise God for each of you on tonight and go ahead and do what uh, I ask you to do each and every time that we gather together. I want you to go ahead and share this with your neighbors, uh, share this with your friends. Let them know that we are now on. Uh, this is what we call practicing good digital discipleship. Uh, I'm pulling up my notes right now. I'm sorry. So let me uh, like it just froze on me for a second. I don't know what that's about this phone. I, I got to do something about this phone, y'all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, practice some good digital discipleship right now. Go ahead and share this with your neighbors and with your friends. Uh, let them know that we are on. When you do that, listen, let me make it real clear. When you share, when you share, what happens is uh, that that share goes any number of places. It goes to your friends, uh, your friends on Facebook. It also goes uh, um, to, on your timeline. But it, but it, and when it goes on your timeline, uh, any you know, a lot of people can see that. We had someone on, I believe it was last week uh, from Baltimore, Maryland, uh, who said that that our service just popped up on her timeline. Someone had shared it. And uh, she she decided to stick around and see what was going on. And she she just loved uh, the worship experience that we had. So you don't know who's going to see it when you share it. That's why it's important that you share it, uh, because you don't know how God will use that. When, when Jesus says, go ye into all the world, we have the ability to do that literally right now, to go into all the world uh, by sharing uh, what, what's happening in our church, what's happening in our, in our prayer groups, uh, in our Sunday school. When you share that, the gospel literally goes around the world via the World Wide Web. And so let's share that right now. God bless you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing that. And when you share that, you don't know how God is going to use that uh, in order to bring more people in uh, to the family of God. Amen. So listen, you know what I like to do? I like to get started uh, with some music and we have some music on this evening. Uh, I pray that you have been blessed uh, by our music ministry during this series. Uh, you, the music ministry is always doing a phenomenal job, but they have really just been knocking it out of the ballpark uh, with this with this series, Let's Go to Church. 
So what I thought we'd do, uh, because we're going to be reviewing some of what we've been going over for the last few weeks, I thought we'd go back and, and grab one of the songs that they um, uh, did uh, during this series, Is Your All on the Altar. Let's hear from our praise team now.
Amen. Amen. Come on, join me in a moment of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. We thank you tonight that you are the God who, who knows us. You created us. And God, you want relationship with us. And so Lord, we pray that in our time together, that in the study of your word, that we would be able to do just that, draw near to you. Because we know that as we draw near to you, you will draw near unto us. Bless us now by the presence and power of your spirit. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. Again, thank you, uh, music ministry and praise team for your music ministry. Awesome job. Listen, so so you can tell when we uh when we filmed that just a few weeks ago, but you could tell uh by the uh, by the clothes I had on, it was chilly. There was a chill in the air um, uh, just a few weeks ago. And today, I guess it was mid 80s or so. So you, you never know about the weather here. Uh, but we started this when we started this um, this series. Let's go to church. Uh, we began this because we wanted to help you to deepen your worship in virtual spaces. I recognize uh, that, uh, you know, it's a challenge. It's a challenge uh, worshiping, connecting, uh, growing in the word of God in, in, in this new space. We're trying to navigate it as best we can. And so I recognize in talking with uh, many of you that that the challenge of of virtual worship uh, was was real. You were feeling it. Uh, some of the some of the some of the conveniences and comforts of being at home was beginning to uh, impact and impede your your devotion, uh, your worship. It was distracting and detracting uh, from from the intimacy with God because there's so many other things going on. And so this series was really help was really designed to try and help us. Uh, focus in on what's what's critically important in preserving the intimacy uh, and the sacredness of worship. Uh, I, I pray that I pray that we, we've been able to help you do that. Uh, so, somebody and I, I said I said to our staff I said listen the the risk the risk of doing this is that if we do it right <laughs> if we do it well. Um, uh, people might look at me and say, well, well, what do I need a preacher for? If if I can get close to God and, and do all that. And, and my answer to that is this. My answer to that is this. The Bible teaches us that we are priests anyway. All of us. You are a priest. You, the Bible says in 1 Peter, uh, we are a, a chosen people a royal priesthood, a holy nation, right? And so as, pre, as a royal priesthood, that, that, that language means that, that, that we have been given direct access to God. And, 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 and you've got to understand that, you've got to lean into that. And one of the distinctives of, 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 of the Baptist church uh, of Protestantism uh, is is the priesthood of all believers, knowing that 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 Jesus Christ is our high priest. But after that, we don't need any man, any other man, 
like me or any other preacher or anybody else to get us to God. He's given us that. When he when Jesus Christ died on the cross and and the the, the veil was ripped in twain in the temple, we had been given access to the Father. And 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 I love the fact that even in the Old Testament uh that this access to the Father is something that 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 men of God wanted for the people. If if I'm going to get to the study in a minute, but but I, I I feel this in my spirit tonight. Numbers Numbers chapter eleven. Numbers chapter eleven. Look that up when you get a chance. In Numbers chapter eleven, uh, Moses um, uh, is 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 kind of complaining to God <laughs> about about the 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 burden of ministry that he is feeling. And God responds to Moses saying, listen, get 70 other men, bring them uh, 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 to this designated place. And he, and God says, I'm going to take some of the spirit that I put on you and give it to these men so that they will share the burden of ministry with you. Right. God's God, God, in, even in the Old Testament, there is this idea that that it's not supposed to be one man who's getting you to the father, right? It's not supposed to be one, one person who, who's serving it other than Jesus Christ, of course. Uh, but, but there's not, there's not this one person who you rely on it. If I can just call my pastor or call my preacher or call my, no, it, there's this idea that God gives us access to him. And then when you keep reading in numbers, keep reading in numbers chapter 11, um, uh, there are two, two men by the name of, of, of Eldad and Medad, Eldad and Medad, um, who the spirit comes upon them and they begin prophesying, right? And Joshua sees it, goes to Moses and says to him, Moses, stop these men from prophesying. Why? Because he says, because they're taking your job. And Moses says to Joshua, get this y'all, Moses says to Joshua, I would that everyone was a prophet. Right. Moses says, I would that everybody had the gift of prophecy, that it wasn't just just locked up in certain individuals. Why? Because Moses is saying people need access and need to know that they have access to the father. I love it. And so what I'm trying to do is make sure that in this time when we are not meeting at the church, that, you know, and that you lean into your relationship with God and not depend on anybody else to get you where you have access for yourself. It's it's your relationship. And I, 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 I don't claim to have the gift of prophecy. OK, I'm real clear about my gift. Prop act. Operating in the prophetic is, is not a gift that I claim, but I do, I do see and I do feel in my spirit that, that this is something that we, the body of Christ, must lean into and lean into with some fervency for these next few months. I'm going to leave it there because... I, I don't want anybody getting scared or spooked or anything like that because that's not what I'm out to do. But I do believe that that where we are, 
um, is going to require us to 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 really to really dig deep to dig into the word of god to dig into our relationship with him know him for ourselves and be comfortable in accessing the father hearing the still small voice knowing what god is saying right all right all right all right so that being said that being said that being said we have been talking about um um yeah we've been talking about this little this little thing here, uh, your Cade altar boxes, and uh, the components that we we put in each of these boxes. I pray that uh, you've been able to follow along uh, in your study. And what I want to do tonight is simply review uh, the elements, uh, review the studies uh, that we have provided uh, online. I pray that you have been accessing the study notes. Uh, but if you have not, guess what? Pastor's going to do it with you tonight, all right? Because <laughs> I want you I want you to be clear uh, about what we have tried to do, what we have tried to share, uh, uh, so that you will lean into this and, and really uh, practice it uh, for yourselves. So we began, we began uh, with, with the symbol of water. Now, symbols are, are powerful uh, images, powerful reminders uh, of truths uh, that that are contained in the Bible, and, and not just in the Bible, but symbols in general. Uh, when you when you see that swoosh, uh, you know that's Nike. You don't you don't have to see the words Nike. That swoosh, the symbol, says it by itself, right? The symbol uh, puts you in mind of the product. And there are symbols in the Bible that are used to convey spiritual truths, right? We started with water, water as a symbol, right? We know that we are baptized when we accept Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives. We are baptized, we're dipped in the water. And I tell you all the time, listen, if you a devil going in the water, you're gonna be a devil coming out of the water because the water can't save you. I wish I had a witness in here. Now, the water does not save you. It is a symbol. The water is symbolic of the spiritual change that has taken place on the inside. And so and so you cannot depend on the water to do anything, but but the symbol is given so that you are reminded of the truth that has happened, the reality, the fact that you have been washed, that you have been cleansed, that you have been made new, you have been regenerated. And so water being symbolic of cleansing and regeneration and healing. Let's look for a minute at, at the cleansing uh, references for water. Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verse 22, let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, our bodies washed. Uh, the, the, the writer of Hebrews says here, listen, uh, be reminded, understand that as a believer, you have been washed, which means if you've been washed, you should not be soiled, soiled in, in the ways of the world, soiled with, with the, the sediments and the sentiments of the world. You should not be soiled uh, with the, with the, 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 the odor of the foulness of the world. If you've been washed, right? Uh, listen, when you take clothes out of the washing machine, you you want them clean. If they are not clean, something's wrong 
with either your your washing machine or your or your washing powder, right? Or maybe it's your water. I don't know. But you want you expect clean clothes. And as it is with a believer, when we've been washed, when we've been washed by the blood of the lamb, right? When we've been washed by the water of the word, that we expect to be clean. Ezekiel 16 and 9, Ezekiel 16 and 9. Then washed I thee with water. Yea, I thoroughly washed away thy blood from thee, and I anointed thee with oil. We're going to get to the oil in a minute, but look at that first part. I washed thee with water, being washed, right? And so when we look at this, this, I hope you still have your 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 uh little jar here, your acrylic jar here that has that water in it, reminding you every time you look at that, that you need to ask the Lord, Lord, wash me again. Ephesians 5 and 5 and 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, the water, washing of the water by the word, the word of God washes us, cleanses us, right? So we need to be washed again. Uh, the water also reminds us or symbolizes regeneration. The fact that we've been made new. I told you that just a minute ago. Baptism does not save you. Baptism is an outward symbol of an inward reality. Jesus says in John 3 and 5, uh, truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God unless you are born again. G Jesus Jesus has this conversation uh, with one who comes to him by night. You remember Nicodemus comes to him by night asking, and, and, and the answer says, you must be, he says, you must be born again. The question is, how can a man be born again? I can't go, I can't go back into my mother's womb. He says, no, listen, I'm not talking about being physically born again. You've got to be spiritually born again. I say unto you, unless one is born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You got to be washed. Lord, wash me, cleanse me, make me a new creature in Christ, right? Because I got some stuff on me and in me that can't remain and I be a child of God. Lord, wash me. John 15, 15 and 3. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Again, the word, the word, uh, 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 the, the analogy there saying that the word of God washes us, right? We're being washed by the word of, of the Lord, all right? Healing, healing in John chapter five, we, you know about the pool of Bethesda, right? Where the, where the impotent man lies, right? And, and, and there is the troubling of the water, the man says, Lord, I, Jesus is stopping by and, 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 and the man's, he asked him, do you want to be healed? And the man says, I, yeah, I want to be healed. But every time the, the water is troubled, somebody gets in before me. Have you ever felt like that? Some, that, 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 that somebody gets blessed before you, you, you don't, you don't have to admit to it if you don't want to, but, but all of us have been there. Yeah, we have. You, you've watched some of your friends. Yeah, you have. You watched some of your friends and you've asked the Lord, you've looked at yourself and you looked at them and you said, how, how did they? Yeah, you did. I, you know, I'm right. How did they get that? How, how did I know I'm lit? Lord, I know. Yeah. And you felt like somebody got something ahead of you. This man says every time I'm, 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 I could get there, but somebody gets there before me and they get their healing, they get their blessing, right? But it's this idea here that in the water, there is healing. In the water, there is healing. Water represents 
healing in the scriptures. Okay. And then, and then secondly, the second week uh, of our study together, we then move to light. And we put this candle in your altar boxes, right? We move to light. This idea uh, that light as a symbol in the Bible represents some powerful truths that we need to be cognizant of uh, as we worship God uh, at, in our homes, in our places, in our sanctuaries. And that's a word that, that we try to really uh, zero in on uh, in this series, making your home your sanctuary. Uh, your home is your sanctuary, but you, your body, is supposed to be a sanctuary that uh, that that allows God to dwell inside of you. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? It's supposed to be the place where God sets up his residency, okay? And so light represents symbolic of goodness, symbolic of hope, symbolic of the word of God. Jesus says in Matthew chapter five, verse 16, let your light, let your light so shine before men. Uh, that they would see your what? Your good works. Let your light shine that they see your good works. Light represents goodness. When they see your light, we are to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. That means that, that means, watch this, that means that people ought to be able to look to us for good examples. People ought to be able to look to our relationships and our marriages as good models for marriage husbands men ought to, men who aren't married and men who are married ought to be able to look to you and how you treat your wife and you be a light for how they ought to treat theirs i'm talking good wives you ought to be a light wives other women ought to be able to look to you, women who are married, women who are not married, and look to you and your example for how you in relationship with your husband and say, I want my, I want to be like that. Are we modeling good behavior? That's what we're supposed to do as light. The world is supposed to be able to look to us. The world is supposed to be able to look to us. Amen. You know, I'm talking real good when, when, as a worker, as a person in the workforce, you ought to be a light, a model worker. People ought to be able to look to you and say, man, I, 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 I want my career path to look like that. I want my work ethic to look like that. I want to be on time like that person. I want to be organized like that person. I want to be able to complete my assignments and my tasks like that person. We're supposed to be light. Amen. So let people see your good works, right? People supposed to be able to look at our good works, how we watch this, how we how we uh, are the hands and the feet of Christ in this world. So people ought to be able to look to us and see, wow, uh, the church is not just about eating and meeting, but it is about ministry. Help me somebody. Church is not just about eating and meeting, but it's about meeting needs, ministering to the least, least among us. We got to be lights. All right. So let, let them see our good works and glorify the Father who is in heaven. Light represents goodness. Light also represents hope. In 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 4, is as the light of the morning when the sun rises, a morning without clouds. <laughs> 
a morning without clouds. Light represents hope. You ever, you ever, you ever woke up on a cloudy day? And the clouds of that day, watch this, the clouds of that day before your day even started, the cloudiness of the day did something to your disposition. You, you, you ever awakened and and because it was dreary outside, the dreariness of that day did something to your attitude, right? Yeah. Light represents hope. Light, light represents goodness, good things, right? That they're that there's a there's there is a way out and even watch this even if there are clouds here's what i always here's what you have to always got to remember oh my god you, okay y'all know i'm a traditional gospel lover of, of music traditional gospel music the angelic choir used to sing this song y'all um behind every dark cloud God has something good in store for you. Look for a silver lining. Come on, Angelic Choir. I know y'all with me. Y'all, y'all gotta say something. Y'all listen. When they used to sing that song, behind every dark cloud. Yeah, I'm not gonna sing it, but you know what I'm talking about. God has something good in store for you. Light represents hope that even behind this dark cloud. Even behind this dark situation, this depressing moment, whatever it is I'm going through, that it's not going to end like this. Light represents hope, y'all. And we have to keep hoping. We have to keep believing. We have to keep trusting. We have to keep our hands in our Father's hand. Hope. Hope. Light represents hope. All right. Uh, uh, and then thirdly, light represents the word of God. Light, light represents the word of God. Psalm 119, Psalm 119, verse 105. Uh, your word is a what? A lamp unto my feet and a what? A light unto my path. Light is the word of God. And that's what we concentrated on last week. The word of God. It is a light. It is a light. When, when I study God's word, when I read God's word, I'm reading it not for entertainment. I'm reading it for revelation. I'm reading it for inspiration. I'm reading it so that my mind might be illumined to the reality of God's word, his way, his will, and his word. It's a light. I don't read God's word to be entertained. I read God's word so that I get inspiration, so that I get instruction, so I know what to do. You want to know what to do? You want to know how to handle that situation? Read the word of God. It is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Word of God will tell you how to handle folk who hate you. Word of God will tell you how to deal with people who envy you. Word of God will tell you how to how to how to how to manage situations that 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 seem like they want to manage you. Come on and talk to me. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity for, come on, y'all. See, that's the word of God. It'll, 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 it'll get in your mind and remind you that when people hate on you and are out to get you, that you don't have to get them back. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. I can rest in that. The word of God reminds me I don't have to get revenge for they shall soon be cut down as the green grass and wither as the green herb. I wish I had some Bible readers in here. 
Yeah, that reminds me that I don't have I don't have to get revenge. I don't have to 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 set traps and plots for people. God, God is big enough to handle folk who are hating on his children. God is big enough to handle folk who are messing with his children. And what I got to do is just remind myself, Lord, I'm, I'm your child. So I'm not going to put my hands on them. I'm going to leave that to you. All right. Thirdly, thirdly, and we got to, we got to wrap up here because we got some things we got to talk about. Uh, the oil, we talked about the oil on last week. Now, listen, let, let me talk about this oil for a minute because, because um, I got some, some, some folk who said, Reverend, uh, we Baptists. <laughs> uh, what, what, we, what are we doing with this oil? We Baptists. And my answer to that is, are you biblical? I'm just putting it out there. Because last I checked, Baptists should be biblical too. And as long as you're biblical, there's a reason for us. Amen. There is biblical precedence for us to use this oil. Now, again, remember, remember, the power is not in the oil. The power is in the God of the oil. Wish I had a witness in here. The power is in the God who created the oil. But the oil is symbolic. It's symbolic of his power. It's symbolic of, 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 of his anointing presence. Good God Almighty. And so, yeah, we put the oil in there because we are biblical Baptists. I wish I had good. Y'all going to make me preach tonight. We, we put the oil in here because we are biblical Baptists. We believe. What the Bible says, we practice what the Bible says, and the Bible teaches us that the oil is is representative of healing, of consecration, anointing of the Holy Spirit, and reconciliation. Let's look for a moment. Let's look for a moment at consecration in Exodus twenty eight and forty one. Um, uh, you see here where where Aaron and his brothers are consecrated, Aaron and his sons rather are consecrated. It says, and you shall put them on Aaron your brother and on his sons with him, and shall anoint them and ordain them and consecrate them that they may serve me as priests. This is where God is talking to Moses and 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 is is saying to to Moses, listen, I want your brother to be my priest, and I want his sons to serve as priests in this tent, in this tabernacle, and to, and and so that they will know, watch this, so that they will know that they have been chosen, consecrate them with oil so that they will know that they have been selected by me and so that the people will know that they have been selected by me, consecrate them with oil, ordain them with oil so that they may serve me as priests. Exodus chapter 40, not only, not only were people consecrated, people who were used in the service of God, but things that were used in the service of God were also consecrated with oil. Exodus chapter 40, verse nine, then you shall take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that is in it and consecrate it and all its furniture so that it may become holy. God says, I don't want you just anointing the people, but those things that are used in my service 
anointed to. Why? So that the people will know, watch this, that this, this, isn't, this is not normal, common, ordinary stuff. Okay, y'all finna make me preach. One of the problems, one of the problems that that I believe, and 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 what we've got to be aware of in in the modern church, and even as we operate in this these virtual spaces, and this is why we talked about the sacredness of worship. There has to be a sacredness that accompanies our worship because God is holy, and we've got to approach Him as the holy God that he is. Yes, listen, oh God, listen. Come as you are, the outward stuff, that doesn't matter to God. The inward stuff, you better believe it matters. You better believe the inward matters to God. When Jesus talks about, about the vessels and he says, listen, it's not the in, it's not the outside of the vessel that makes it dirty, but the inside. You better believe God is concerned with our inside. And so we've got to be we've got to be real cognizant and cautious with 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 being sacred and holy in our worship. There there is we have to we have to balance. And let me let me say it like this. We have to be real careful in balancing a casualness. Now, sometimes you will see me, listen, you will see me in casual clothes. Amen. Sometimes we will say, come in casual clothes when we're, we we meet in the church, when we're going to get back to meeting in the church. Sometimes we, 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 you know, we dress down and all of that. Listen, because, because, because the dress, the dress does not make you holy. I need to say that to somebody because you thought you were wearing white and that made you holy. You thought that because you were in your best suit that that made you holy. You thought that because you were in your black suit and your 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 white tie and all of that or your white dress that that made you holy. That's not what makes you holy, folks. Help me somebody. Holiness is a state and a condition of your heart. Lord, wash me again. I said some stuff I shouldn't have said. Creating me a clean heart. I thought some stuff I shouldn't have thought. Creating me a clean heart. I responded to my brother or my sister in a way that was ungodly. Create in me a clean heart. Lord, wash me again. And so what I'm talking about, I was talking about this casualness. We got to be careful that we don't become so casual that we think we can just approach God any old kind of way. That's where I was going with this. We, we can't we can't become too, watch this, so informal with God that we forget that he's holy. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. Um, um, so informal that 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 the sacredness of our worship gets lost in 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 sound tinkling symbol and sound that means nothing come on and talk to me if you can all right all right let me let me press on 
uh, Leviticus, Leviticus 8 and 12. And he poured of the anointing oil upon Aaron's head and anointed him to sanctify him. Again, this is going to consecration. Let me move on to healing. Move on to healing. James 5 and 14. You all know this verse, all representing healing. James 5 and 14. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. There it is right there, folks. Oil is not just an Old Testament thing, y'all. That's New Testament, James 5 and 14. Let him do what? Anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. Mark 6 and 13, they drove out many demons. And this is where, where Jesus has anointed, has appointed uh, the 70 to go out. Uh, and this says of those 70 who went out, they drove out many demons and anointed many people, many sick people with oil and healed them. They did what? They drove out demons, anointed many sick people with what? With oil and did what? Healed them. So folks, I want you to know this. When these altar boxes were prepared, the deaconess came in and they did a beautiful job. And thank you again, deaconess, for assisting in this. I don't even know who poured the oil. I'll be honest with you on that. But after all of that was done, after they put all of the boxes together, I came to, to where the boxes were. I laid my hands over all the boxes and I prayed that as these boxes went out with these symbols of the light, the water and the oil, as they got into your hands, that the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit would accompany each box and that you would be affirmed and assured in your relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And that as you used these elements to remind you of the truth of scripture, that God would reveal himself in very personal ways. And so I believe that as you anoint yourself with this oil, I believe that as you consecrate, and I asked you on last Sunday, uh, people in your house, anoint your house, anoint the people in your house. Listen, I'll be very honest with you. Uh, I'm taking this oil. I'm anointing the, 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 the uh, what do you call it? The, the, I'll just say the doorposts of the house, consecrating it and saying to the Lord, Lord, this is your house. God, this is your house. Rule and reign in this space because this is, this is your house. And watch this, and this serves as my family's sanctuary. So, Lord, make your abode here. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen. I, I, I hope y'all. I hope y'all are hearing me tonight. All right. Lastly, lastly, uh, Holy Spirit and reconciliation. Isaiah sixty-one and one. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. Jesus takes this very scripture, Isaiah sixty-one, and he reads it in the New Testament. The Bible says he read from from the scroll and 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 closed the book and sat down in the temple. Right. The, and, and the point being that when he quoted that scripture, he is saying the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. He is the anointed one. The word, the word Messiah, remember the title of Jesus Christ. One of his titles is Messiah. Messiah literally means anointed one, the anointed one. 
And so when he reads from this scroll saying the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me, he is claiming himself to be the Messiah, the anointed one, anointed by the Holy Spirit himself. Acts chapter 10, verse 38, you know that Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Good God Almighty, this is good, y'all. Anointing, this is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Listen, I know we normally think of the Holy Spirit. When we think of the Holy Spirit, we think about the, the dove that comes down, right? And the Holy Spirit comes down in the form of a dove, right? Anointing, and, and it says, and, and God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Yes, that is biblical, yes. We think about the cloven tongues of fire that comes down representing the Holy Spirit, yes. But also oil. Oil is representative of the Holy Spirit, anointing him. Look at that, anointing him with the Holy Spirit. Second Corinthians 1, verse 21 and 22. And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us, anointed us. The Holy Spirit is an anointing that comes upon us and fills us. And who has watched this also put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Good God Almighty. All right. Lastly, and we preached on Sunday, we preached on Sunday about oil representing reconciliation. Reconciliation chapter, I'm sorry, uh, Psalm number 133. Uh, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garment. Oil is representative of unity and reconciliation. And I, I challenged you, hopefully, and charged you as well um, uh, to, to make for peace in your house, make for peace in your relationships, where you know there is disharmony and disunity. You, you, the one, watch this, you who are anointed, you who have the Holy Spirit, you have a, who have consecrated yourself, you should be about the business of reconciliation. Quit waiting on somebody else to pick up the phone. You do it. You're anointed. See, see, you are a holy, a holy nation, a royal priesthood. And one of the roles of the priest, good God Almighty, is to reconcile. So operate in your priesthood. I told you. See, one of one of your responsibilities. As, as a royal priesthood is to operate in reconciliation. Jesus as the high priest, as our high priest, reconciles God unto man. You as a royal priesthood should be about the business of reconciling man unto man. That means where your relationships are broken and torn and ripped up, you are to be the one to help bring it back together again. So water, light, and oil. I pray that with each of those, you will grow closer in your walk with God. You will become more intimate in your fellowship with the Father. Your virtual worship will not just be something that you're watching, 
but it will be a sacred encounter with the holy God. Before you, before you watch another virtual worship service, you need to start by saying, Lord, wash me again. When that countdown is running, you need to be asking the Lord, Lord, wash me again. You need to stop by the laver, right? The laver of water and ask the Lord, Lord, as I, as I get ready to worship you, clean my heart, create in me a clean heart, renew within me a right spirit so that I can worship you in spirit and in truth. And then when you get into the service, you need to be concentrating on the word of God, being a light, a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. When, we, when we're preaching, you need to be asking God, Lord, open my eyes that I might see the truth of your word. And then, and then as the service is ending, Lord, seal me with your Holy Spirit. Anoint me, O God, fill me with your spirit so that I might live out this word. And I promise you, as you do that and as you practice that, your worship will be sacred. And it won't be this. This won't be something you're just watching. It will be an encounter with the Holy God. All right. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And God keep you. So listen. So listen. We are this Sunday. This Sunday, we are getting ready for our first opportunity to gather since we have uh, been away from this place since mid-March. This will be our first parking lot praise service. Our first parking lot praise service happens this weekend, this, this Sunday. This Sunday, two services at 10, 10 a.m. and 12 noon. 10 a.m. and 12 noon. These are the two services. Amen. Two services. I want you to come to one or the other. Don't do both. Why? Because, listen, there's going to be a lot of people trying to get into a few spaces. And I need you to be a good, amen, a good brother and sister in Christ. Don't take up two services. Come to one service, okay? Come to one service. And so, and 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 we already know that that is going to be crowded. We already know that our parking lot uh, can't handle all of the people that are going to be coming. We're going to do our level best uh, to, to get you uh, a, a space where you can see and hear. Uh, but we know, hear me, hear me well and help me help help us do this. We know everybody's not going to get the best spot to see and hear everything, but we're doing our best to make it a, a safe and an enjoyable experience. So a few things that we're, we're doing. Number one. Uh, we're going to have, um, uh, well, number one, uh, people are going to be gathering in your vehicles on the main parking lot, the main parking lot, okay? Uh, the stage is going to be set up on the, the green lawn that's just east of the sanctuary. Uh, cars will be facing west, uh, sort of like a drive-in movie theater. All the cars will be facing west, facing the sanctuary. There are about 75 spaces that we've counted uh, that we'll be able to use both on the streets and on the same and on the main parking lot. Um, and so we we already know there are going to be more cars than that. We will make the uh, auxiliary parking lots available 
those spots will not necessarily have a great view. Uh, but if you want to stay there and listen in, you are welcome to do that. Okay. Uh, we also are going to have the 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 um, uh, the service is going to be uh, on FM on an FM station. Uh, we don't have the number for that yet, but all you will do is drive in. We will text that that station number out to you, and so you can you can have your windows rolled up, your car is on, and 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 have your radios tuned into the dial, and you will be able to hear everything crystal clear. You can do that or you can let your windows down. However you want to do it uh, uh, will be fine with us. So you can hear uh, everything. Even if you can't see everything, you'll be able to hear everything. Um, so let me go over some things that I need you to do. Or let me say it this way. We got some 10 commandments, the 10 commandments, all right, of parking lot, parking lot praise. All right. Here are the 10 commandments. Uh, for parking lot praise. All right, here we go. Here's what we need you to do. Uh, Ten Commandments. You shall not, thou shalt not, or no, thou shalt rather, <laughs> thou shalt arrive 30 minutes prior to the start of service. We need you to get here 30 minutes prior to, okay? If you're rolling up, listen, if you're rolling up at 10, uh, I'm sorry, at 10, don't even, don't even come. If you're coming at 10 o'clock, don't come because it, look, you, you missed it. So, so get get ready for 12, okay? Uh, you need to be coming at 930, all right? So we can get everybody parked. Why? Because we the parking lot attendants have got to be doing some things to get everybody situated. Uh, they, they've got, we, we're going over some, some protocols that, that everybody needs to follow. Uh, we're having meetings uh, over the next course of the next few days so that everybody knows what they're doing. And we need you to get here 30 minutes early so that we can get everybody situated and then start on time, okay? So that's number one. Thou shalt arrive 30 minutes prior to the start of the service, part of the commandment number one. Commandment number two, thou shalt not carpool, okay? Don't go picking up anybody. Only those who are a part of your household should be in your vehicle, okay? So this is not a time for you to go and pick up anybody and say, yeah, I, I can pick you up. I know just the individuals who make up your immediate household shall be the passengers in your vehicle. OK, thou shalt not carpool. All right. Number three, number three, third commandment. Thou shalt follow the directions of the parking lot attendants who will show you a to a designated space and then provide instructions to stagger the cars in the parking lot. What am I saying? I'm saying, listen. You are not going to be able to park where you want to park. This is not like when you come to the church and you want to tell the usher where you want to sit. That ain't going to happen, y'all. <laughs> All right. It's not going to happen. We need you to, to look when they point and say this is it. That's it. Get in your parking lot, get in your parking space and be still and sit down somewhere. Amen. Somebody you can't you can't you can't park where you want to park. You got to park where we park you. OK. Amen, somebody. Next one, next one, next one. What we got? Thou shalt remain in thy vehicles for the entirety of the service. Hear me, hear me well on this one, y'all. Uh, do not bring, do not bring your lawn chairs, okay? Do not bring your lawn chairs. Do not bring your blankets. We're staying, we're staying in our vehicles for this one, okay? We're staying, and we we had some back and forth about this. We were thinking about uh, uh, letting letting the seating happen happen on the parking lot. Um, I, some of, we really had a heart, a heart for, for, for doing that. 
but but if you're watching like like I'm watching and and we we had some conversations today with 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 uh, people in the healthcare profession, um, the numbers are 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 moving in the wrong direction again. Um, uh, hospitalizations in Mississippi are up 24 percent from last week. Um, and so we feel like we don't want to to put you in a situation where people are congregating. And we know that because we have not met in seven and a half months, the natural tendency is, is that if we're outside, we're going to start congregating. So for that reason, we need you to remain in your vehicles. Amen. Don't get out of your vehicle. Stay in your vehicles. We don't want you congregating right now. Okay. Things are, things are moving in the wrong direction, but we're going to, we can, we can still have the parking lot praise. Everybody's in their vehicle and not congregating. Okay. So for that reason, we want you to stay in your vehicles. Next, next commandment, please. Thou shalt wear thy mask. If you open your windows and your sunroof, okay, we're, we're welcome to open your windows and sunroof. But if you do so, go ahead and put your mask on. Just, just that's that's just an extra layer of precaution. Amen. Uh, we we do we do know that you know once once everything is outside, things are a little bit different in terms of of transmission. But we just want to be extra careful. It's an extra layer of precaution. Okay, that that's we we want to we 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 just want to do it and know that after we've done it, we've done everything we can. Uh, to, to be cautious. Okay. Next, next commandment. Uh, listen to the broadcast on the FM radio station that will be texting you upon your arrival. I just told you about that. Number seven, number seven, thou shalt not have access. Listen to me. Thou shalt not have access to the building for bathroom usage. All right. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen, look at me. Look at me. Look at me real good. Put the camera on me. Look at me real good. Amen. Thou shalt not have access to the bathroom. Look at me, because some of y'all, yeah, listen, um, go slow on what you're eating and what you're drinking before the service, okay? Thou shall not have access to the bathroom, okay? All right? Now, 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 look, we, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna do what we need to do in, and it's gotta be, we, it's gotta be a real big emergency. Amen. But 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 we're not opening up just for people to, to go in. Amen. So help us do that. We want to keep everybody safe. You will not have access to the bathroom. Uh, 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 so let's let's amen. Let's let's do that. All right. Numbers uh, number eight. Num yes. Number eight. Honor the requests of those who are serving to make this a safe and enjoyable experience for everyone. There are going to be people on the lot who are going to be doing their jobs. Right. Uh, if, if somebody's telling you uh, to do something, honor the request. It's for your good, for our safety, and for everybody's uh, enjoyable experience, okay? So honor the request. This is not the time for you to be looking cross-eyed at folk. And I know you ain't going to do that no way, but honor the request. Amen. If somebody's asking you to, to move up a little bit, they're going to be doing this and say, I need you to move up a little bit. Move up a little bit. Somebody say, I need you to back up. Back up. Somebody say, need you to... Honor the request. Amen. Number nine. What we got? What we got? If you are driving a truck or SUV, please be prepared to bat to park in the furthest row. We want the park the, the trucks and the SUVs. Those are high sitting vehicles. And so we don't want those vehicles in the middle of the parking lot uh, that will impact 
impede uh, the, the line of, of sight uh, for, for cars. So if you're in an SUV or a truck, we're going to we're going to move you to the back. You will be able to see again. There will be a stage will be lifted uh, about five in, five uh, feet off four or five feet off the ground. Uh, but if you're in a truck or SUV, we're going to park you on the back row. Number 10. Finally, you shall worship the Lord with all your heart in spirit and in truth and, and for allowing us to regather. This is our first time gathering again, and we want to do it in a safe way. Uh, but in the end, we want God to be glorified. Somebody asked me the question, Reverend, why are we doing this? Is it even necessary? My answer to you is this. That um, here's what I know, because because let me say this, because we're going to be in our cars. So it's not like it's not like we're going to, you know, be able, everybody's going to be able to see everybody. So it's not even about being able to see everybody. It's not even about that. It's about watch this. Koinonia. Now, those of you who are with us on Sunday, you are that word ought to be ringing a bell right now. It's about koinonia, preserving the fellowship of the church. And we recognize that. Look, look. Fellowship is greater than just meeting and greeting, but because, because we have not met in this length of time, there is something significant and something meaningful about us gathering together at this sacred place and sharing the Lord's communion together in a time that we haven't done it together in over seven and a half months. So why are we doing it? Because we want to preserve the Koinonia. Now, listen, hear me. We will be live streaming. So you do not, if, 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 if you'd rather not come, you by all means join us on the live stream experience, the 10 and the, or the 12 o'clock, both of them will be live streamed. So no problem there. Okay. Feel free to do that. Feel it will be live stream and we will share the communion as we always do. Also, Friday and Saturday, come by and get your communion the way that we have uh, since this is all started. The same way we've been doing that, uh, it will be available on Friday and Saturday for you to pick that up. Do pick that up because we will not be distributing communion on Sunday morning. Pick it up on Friday and Saturday and have it available and ready for us to do that and share the Lord's Supper on Sunday on the parking lot. Amen. All right. I think think we have gotten everything. I pray. I pray that you received it. We're going to make all of that uh, available as well. We'll get that to you so that everybody uh, has a, a, a frequently asked question. Let me see. Um, was there something we needed? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Whew. All right. I think we got it. All right. I think we're good. Um, if I'm missing anything, if I'm missing anything, Shannon, if you're on, if I'm missing anything, please text me and let me know if I need to cover anything. I think I got everything, but if not, please let me know. All right. I'm sorry I've gone over uh, our time together, uh, but we needed. I need to make sure that we got that, that information out to you uh, because I want to make sure that everybody knows what we're doing and how we are doing it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Voting information. Uh, what do we have? Oh, we do have uh, the uh, if you're on Facebook, uh, there should have been a sample ballot uh, posted sample ballot, a sample ballot posted uh, earlier today. Make sure that you uh, uh, peruse that so that you are familiar with the ballot. Uh, familiarize yourself with it. Uh, thank you, Reverend Harrington, uh, for reminding us of that. We've got an important election 
uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. And so let's make sure that we're ready for that. Uh, we've got some people, uh, uh, some K Chapel members who are running uh, for various offices uh, as well. And so we want to hear from them. Someone said, mention, okay, what, what is the new voting? If, is there new voting information? If there's something new, let me know what that is. I'm not sure what the new voting information is that you're referring to. Uh, let me know what that is. Um, and we'll, we'll get that out. Okay. Uh, new voting information. I'm not sure what the new voting information is. Somebody let me know. All right. Um, Oh, okay. Okay. Let me see. Here we go. Mississippi. Let's see. Mississippi is expanding access to curbside voting for people with symptoms of COVID-19 and setting a new process to let voters correct or cure minor discrepancies with signatures on absentee ballots. Changes are being made after voting groups sued. Okay. So a new rule is issued by secretary of state. Michael Watson says, Curbside or open air voting must be made available to people showing signs of COVID-19, including coughing, vomiting. Okay, so if there are signs, okay, so new rule being issued saying that curbside or open air voting is being made available. Uh, Reverend Harrington, tell you what, um, let's let's do a live, let's, let's schedule, I'll call you, let, let's do a live tomorrow because I want to make sure I understand uh, everything and we can get this information out uh, as well so we can do a live tomorrow and make sure everybody knows uh, exactly what those new rules are thank you for that information all right all right all right god bless uh if there are prayer requests out uh do we have some prayer requests that uh we can show and lift up for you thank you for sticking with us again i apologize that we're going over a few minutes but uh uh, you know why we're doing it. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, do we have prayer requests that we can? Hey, listen, let me say this. While... <laughs> let me say this while it, it, it just came on my mind. I was watching you guys Sunday. I was, listen, it, it, I'm not lying. I saw it myself on Sunday, on Sunday, uh, when, when we were, um, uh, we had finished preaching. We were giving uh, the invitation. Watch this. This happened, y'all. This happened. The numbers, I watched the numbers of viewers start to go down. And y'all weren't even waiting for the benediction. You, you know what? That, that was this right here. Y'all started doing this right here and tipping out before the benediction was given. You, you, know, you know I'm right. You know I'm right. Uh, shame on you. Shame on you. You did not wait for the benediction. Y'all know better than that. Y'all know better than that. Y'all don't do that again. Don't do that again. Y'all stay for the benediction. That is your blessing. That is your blessing. Let me bless you before you go. Amen. I know you're trying to get to your listen. We have we have gotten our services down to 58 minutes, y'all. 58 minutes. Don't y'all do this. Don't do this on your way out. Amen. Y'all, 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 y'all do right now. Okay. Y'all do right. Y'all do right. All right. Uh, we're praying for the Ricks family, praying for Margaret Berry, uh, praying for. 
Y'all made me laugh Sunday. I promise. I saw those numbers. Y'all started getting out of here. Amen. We're going to pray for travel on Friday. Amen to Arizona. Pray for the Portis family. We got you. Amen. Pray for the city of Jackson. All families are enduring senseless violence. Amen. We will do just that. Praying for your husband, Will, Sister Thomas. God bless you. We will do that. See, some, some of them have tipped out already. I'm looking at the numbers. They're tipping out already. Whoever tipped out, I need y'all to, I need y'all to, uh, that's all right. We're going <laughs> to, y'all, y'all get, get, get your friends and your neighbors. Tell them y'all not right. Y'all not right. We didn't even pray. Y'all doing this already. We're praying for Bishop, uh, pray for Bishop Michael Ford. We will do that. We will do that. God bless you. We will do that. Listen, let's go ahead and pray. Let's go ahead and pray before I lose all my numbers. Y'all not right. God bless you. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for this time together. We bless you that you are the amazing and awesome God that you are. And God, there's nothing too hard for you. Lord, we are facing incredible times. The word unprecedented has been used so frequently. And yet that's what it continues to be for us. But God, we know that nothing has taken you by surprise. You saw this before it even happened. So Lord, we thank you for your omniscience, for your omnipresence, and Lord, we bless you for your omnipotence. You're the all-powerful God. And you're still stronger than any and everything. Lord, we pray your blessings, your hand and your hedge upon this nation. We're going through amazingly shocking times. God, we just pray right now that you would bless us as only you can. Lord, as we come upon this election, Lord, we know that your word tells us that you put, you put up whom you choose and you pull down whom you choose. And so, Lord, we, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna believe that. We're going to rest in that, rest assured in that. And God, we pray that you allow us to play our part in this process of electing a president. Use our voices as your own. To say what you want to say in this world and in this nation, use our voices. Speak not only to us, but God speak through us in the name of Jesus. Speak through us and your will be done. Father, I pray for everyone in this chat, everyone in this timeline, everyone who is been called out for prayer and who have submitted prayer requests, some for loved ones, for spouses, some for safe travel, some for healing, and then some for the healing of this city, this, 
these our communities. God, do it in the name of Jesus. The senseless violence that has just erupted in our city. God, use us as your voice, as your mouthpiece, so that hope and healing would be restored in the name of Jesus. God, we pray that we would be a light, models of goodness in a dark world. God, we pray that we would let our light so shine before men that they would see you, glorify you. Grant it now. God, I pray that we would deepen our worship, that there would be a sacredness in our personal sanctuaries as we approach you as the holy God that you are. Bless our temples, our bodies, physically and spiritually. Create in us a clean heart. Renew within us right spirits that we might worship you in spirit and in truth. And, oh God, when we meet at this sacred place, let us be reminded that we stand and we park on holy ground. Granted, in Jesus' name, and for his sake we pray, amen and amen. God bless you. We love you, and we will see you Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. God bless you. See you soon.